Good morning, everyone. And good morning to those who are watching online as well. I know a lot of our friends are on a vacation today, so write in the comments where you are. We want to know. We're coming to visit you. So uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And I wanted to let you know we have these awesome Christmas in July Christmas stockings uh, that go to the Salvation Army. They are right outside this door here where you can grab one. You fill them up and bring them back before the end of July so you still have some time. And also it's Christmas in July this Wednesday night with our kids and our youth. And if you want to help with Christmas in July this Wednesday, ask Catherine how you can help. So what we do is we pack shoe boxes um, through the Methodist Church that go out of the country. And uh, it's amazing that we get to do that. And we're asking for youth and kids to bring a $5 donation that helps pay for our postage. But we're going to have pizza, and it's going to be amazing. So if you know any kids you want to send this way, bring them. And hey, if you're young at heart, can they come? If you're young at heart, you can come too. Um, So that's this Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Pastor Sam is currently leading the best Bible study in the world. Uh, It's on Wednesday mornings at 11. You You can do that in person. And then Wednesday nights, it's live on Facebook Live at 6. So It's trending. That's right. That's right. So, and this is something super exciting. One of the greatest things we do here at the church is our exceptional persons party, uh, and we had this this past week, and if you volunteered with that, thank you so much. And here's some pictures of our awesome party. It was really, really great. So, um, really great that our church gets to do that. So, a big thank you to everyone that helped with that. So, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so, so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
hardly speak peace so unexplainable I I can hardly think as you call me deeper still as you call
Good morning. Y'all may be seated. <laughs> so we're having, um, we're having some, a little bit of technical difficulties. We don't know what that is, but uh, it happens sometimes. Look, look, there it goes. I guess Elvis is back in the building. Um, I want to welcome you and, and take the time to explain why um, we have an invisible band today. Yeah, I grew up in the country, and whenever we played baseball, if we didn't have enough people, we'd have, if, we, if you hit a single, you'd have, you'd go back, and then you'd have Invisible Man on first. Did anybody do that? Anybody else do that? Okay, y'all all grew up in the city, obviously, had plenty of people to play. But we, we don't have a band today because we have a couple of people or were out of town, and then the people that were going to fill in for them, uh, uh, one or two of them had covid so, um, so that's why we're, we're doing things the way that we're doing today. So say a prayer for those who are, who are getting better from COVID. And, and uh, we're, we're worshiping God from the heart today, really. Um, we could sing a cappella if we, if, we if we needed to, couldn't we? I want to welcome you if you're worshiping with us by Facebook. Um, and wave hello to you. I'm glad that you're with us today. I want to thank you for supporting your church. As Pastor Andy mentioned earlier, the Christmas in July thing is great because I don't know about you, but I could even listen to Christmas music in July. Uh, it just kind of makes me, I might go home and watch White Christmas this afternoon um, just to kind of put myself in a cool mood or something. But uh, thank you for giving. And when we give in July, that means that kids in another country will be able to have something to open at Christmas. Because when we gather it here together, we put our shoe boxes together, they go to the district office, and then they get shipped to the warehouse in Decatur. And then eventually they make their way down to Sager Brown to the UMCOR disaster warehouse, and they get shipped out from there. And they go, see, it's a process, and it takes a while for them to be able to get there by Christmas. But thank you for giving love in July for kids so that they'll feel it in December. Thank you for supporting your church in every way. And I want to remind you that um, the offering plates are, are there. You can give if you're here. And you can always give online. You can always give by our website. I want to thank you for supporting your church. Please continue to do that. Our children are going to go with Miss Catherine to uh, Children's Church. So we go, okay, um, and they always have a great time in children's church. We have a wonderful children's ministry here, and Catherine does an amazing job. So uh, let's give Catherine a hand for doing our children's. Yeah, uh, let's pray. And gracious God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for all the good and perfect blessings that you give to us today. Thank you for every way in which you provide for us. Thank you for your redemption, your redeeming love, and your mercy, which is new every morning. Thank you for being so good and being our Father. We love you, Lord, and we want to worship you with everything that we have today. Lord, sometimes we come into the place and, and we, we feel like we just drug ourselves in, Lord. Uh, we feel like we've been beaten down by life. We've got worries. Uh, about tomorrow and we've got regrets about yesterday but help us to be present this morning Lord and help us to offer you everything we have just as we are and Lord we know that you can take broken things and turn them into beautiful things we have needs on our hearts for people that we love Lord and we lift those up to you right now the people that we hold near to our hearts we lift up to your hearts, and we trust you, Lord, and we know that you are able to meet all of their needs as well. Lord, take the tithes and offerings that we give. Take our time and our talents and our gifts that we give in service to you, and use it all, Lord, to make life on earth look a little bit more like life in heaven. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if everything is like I think it's going to do, we're going to sing one more song together.
Here's Pastor Andy's sermon from last week. Should I just preach that one again? I don't know. I want to thank Pastor Andy for, for doing such a great job. He always does uh, whenever, whenever I'm out. And we had a great trip to the beach. I highly recommend it. I'm just telling you, I highly recommend going to the beach. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13 will be our scripture for today. The 11th chapter of Luke, Jesus' words from verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said this to them. Suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The, Lord, the door is already locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And everyone who searches finds. Is there anyone among you, if his child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if your child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I want to ask you, how important do you think it is, maybe on a scale of 1 to 10, so get ready because I'm going to ask you to hold up, scale of 1 to 10, how important is it not just what is said, but who is doing the talking? How important is it? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10? Yeah. Well, nobody said 1, so it's really important, right? Because sometimes people have their own agendas. You can't just listen to the words. You have to, to know who's talking because sometimes people try to manipulate with their words, don't they? Don't they? And, and they try to use their word for, for their own acts, whatever they have to grind. Here's an example from Luke chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. Okay, I want you to just, just humor me. And you, you watching and worshiping online, humor me too. So. Just kind of close your eyes and listen to these beautiful words. Just listen to the words. Aren't you ready? Close your eyes and listen. I can't close my eyes and read. It is written, 
He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Okay, open your eyes. Aren't those beautiful words? They're beautiful. Yeah, they originally came from Psalm 91. But look who's talking in Luke chapter 4. Do you know who's talking there? Bible trivia people. The devil. The devil is using those words to tempt Jesus, to try to manipulate him, to jump down from the pinnacle of the temple so that, so that he can prove that he is the Son of God. So it does matter. Verily, verily, Pastor Sam says unto you that who is doing the talking is as important as what is being said, Right? i just give you one more example, and this one is more contemporary. Okay, listen to these words. Just listen to the words. We tolerate no one in our ranks who attacks the ideas of Christianity. Our movement is Christian. Okay, so who do you think said those words? Okay, you're not saying anything, but, but I know your mind is whirling. Adolf Hitler said those words in 1928, right? Yeah, Thursday night, Sheila Freeman knew the answer to that because she had the computer. No, she said she already knew the answer to that because it's, again, I say unto you, it is important who is talking, just as important as what is said, so that's why I want us to look at this scripture, our, our gospel for this Sunday morning, from the angle of who's doing the talking. So who is doing the talking here in Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13? Well, the disciples, to begin with, the disciples, which are students, they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray just like John taught his disciples to pray. Because it wasn't uncommon in Jesus' day for a rabbi to give his students a prayer. Apparently, John the Baptist had given his students, his followers, a prayer to pray. And they thought, Jesus is really, really good at praying, and he really prays a lot. So, Jesus, how about you teach us a prayer? So, it's important for us to remember as we read that, as we think about ourselves as disciples, ourselves as students, to remember that prayer is a learned experience. It's not just something that we just do from the heart. And because here's what it usually sounds like if we, if we just give the utterings of our heart. It's like, help me, help me, Lord, right? Or thank you, thank you, Lord. That's just about it. But as we mature spiritually, we need to grow in our knowledge and understanding of how to pray. So the disciples said, we want to know more. Will you teach us, Lord? And the Lord taught them what we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer. So then someone else starts talking. Look who's talking here. I will say, the perfect teacher is talking now. Because Jesus was the greatest, the wisest, the most perfect teacher who has ever taught. Because not only did he say the words of God... He was the word of God in flesh. Not only did he say wisdom, he was the wisdom of God in a human body. So he gave the perfect teaching, the perfect prayer, the prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer. But in Luke chapter 11, it sounds a little bit different, doesn't it? He said, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread and forgive our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. It sounds a little bit different. It kind of catches in our mouth because we've memorized the Lord's Prayer from a different gospel in a different place and we've said it a lot. Do you remember when you first learned the Lord's Prayer? I'll be honest with you, I don't. It's been so long ago. Maybe you learned it, maybe you've learned it since you've been recently, since you've been coming to. Um, to Gadsden First United Methodist Church. Maybe you t went to my class where I, I talked about the Lord's Prayer and we did Pastor Rick Warren's 40 Days of Prayer and maybe you learned it there. Or maybe, like me, 
You've known it so long you can't even remember. You learned it at your mama's knee or your grandmama or, or in vacation Bible school or Sunday school or confirmation class or something. But a long, long time ago, we probably learned that prayer. Here's the challenge, though. Are we still going to put on our learner's hat and still learn what it means to be at the feet of the perfect teacher? Because I'll be honest with you, I still need to learn. Don't you? I still need to learn. I need to learn from that prayer. I need to not just memorize the Lord's Prayer, which I have and I can. I can, can say it without even thinking. But I need to take it into my heart like a medicine and take it into to my spirit like spiritual food. Because I'm still trying to learn when I say, Father, your kingdom come. Because if I'm honest, I'm thinking about my will most of the time, instead of thy will be done. I'm thinking, my will be done. I want what I want, right? And, and we need to commit ourselves to be lifelong learners. Will we do that? What if we, what if we committed together to say, we're going to take his yoke upon us and learn from him? We're going to learn what it is to make life on earth look more like life in heaven. Jesus is talking here. He's the perfect teacher. We need to be learners still, lifelong learners. Okay, Jesus tells a couple of stories as the perfect teacher here. And remember, we're approaching this from the angle uh, of who's talking because that's important to keep in mind. Verses 5 through 10, who's talking in verses 5 through 10? The ultimate caring friend. So Jesus isn't just the perfect teacher. He's the ultimate caring friend. And he tells this story. What if you had a friend, Jesus said, and you went to him at midnight and you said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has come and I have nothing to set before him. Okay, time out here and let's just figure out what's going on. Um, let's think about the world, the ancient world that they're talking about here. In Jesus' day, there was um, the, the, the ancient rules of hospitality. And that it, they were hard and fast customs, and they were always followed. Uh, those who did not follow the rules of hospitality were considered to be under God's judgment, and they were also scorned by their neighbors. As we would say in the South, that's just rude, Okay. And it wasn't just rude, it's just like you just didn't do that. The way it worked is if a stranger came to town, you didn't, you didn't say, you're not from around here, are you? You welcomed them. You welcomed them, and if they needed shelter, you gave it. If they needed something to eat or drink, you gave that. So it wasn't just rude, it was your opportunity because, as the scripture says, you could be entertaining angels unaware, right? So, that's a stranger that we're talking about. Rules of hospitality. How much more would you do that for a friend? A friend. So, a friend comes to town and knocks on your door at night. And you say, well, why didn't they call? Well, they didn't have phones. Well, why didn't they go to Hampton Inn? They didn't have Hampton Inn. Well, if they were hungry, why didn't they go to Waffle House? Doesn't that sound good right now? But no, they didn't have Waffle House. So it was you. It was your door that they knocked and knocked on. So uh, knock, knock, who's there? A friend in need, right? And so you're caught totally off guard. You don't have any bread to give them. You were meaning to bake some the next day, but you don't have any right now. So what do you do? Rules of hospitality, you got to give them something to eat. So you go to your friend and knock, knock, who's there? A friend in need. Hey, buddy, I need to borrow some bread because I have somebody that's come to my house. I don't have anything to give him. And he's like, go away because I, I'm, in, I'm in bed with my children. Now, that, 
don't think anything weird about that because they would have all been sleeping on pallets on the floor. They would have been all in the same room and they would have all been. So if the friend got up to go to look out the window to see who's knocking, they would have been stepping over the kids, right? Waking all of them up. Why are you bothering me? Go away. I need some bread. You don't understand. And so Jesus says, if, if that grumpy friend, that imperfect friend that wasn't even, didn't even really want to give you friend, would give you bread, how much more would the ultimate caring, perfect friend give to those who continually seek and ask and knock? Jesus is talking here. Jesus is the ultimate friend, the friend who is closer than a brother, the friend who laid down his life. Another story, the second story, verses 11 through 13. Who is talking here? We have to remember who's talking. Look at who's talking. It's so important. The wise, the wise and loving parent. The wise and loving parent. Because when Jesus said, here's how you pray, say our father. That's so revolutionary. Both of those words. Our. Not just my. Our. And then, and then father. Abba. Daddy. So we're praying to someone that we, we have an intimate loving relationship. The wise. The loving parent. Wise because parenting is more than just, just handing things out. Uh, parenting means ch- because children... Children also need discipline, don't we, children? Are you with me out there? Hello? We do. Children also need discipline. Uh, Wise and loving because children also need guidance and boundaries. They don't just raise themselves. And we don't just raise ourselves spiritually. We need guidance. And Jesus gave guidance. He gave instructions. He gave commandments. He says, whoever has my commandments and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. Jesus said, I'm I'm, I'm not putting you out there on your own. I'm telling you, here's how to live. Here's how to live. If parents don't give discipline and structure and guidance to their child, they end up with a spoiled brat. And, you know, God loves us too much to want us to be spoiled brats. So, let's, let's come back around to who's talking here. Because, verily, verily, Pastor Sam says unto you, who is talking is as important as what is said. In Luke chapter 11, disciples of Jesus Lifelong learners and the perfect teacher are talking. So here's our challenge. You and me here today, 2022. Are we still wanting to learn? Are we still wanting to? I'm tired, Pastor Sam. No, are we still wanting to learn? Are we willing to learn? Are we willing to keep a beginner's mind? Or is our mind just slammed shut? Are we willing to learn from the perfect teacher? Because that's who Jesus is. Jesus is the only one that will only always unfailingly tell the truth. Only always never try to manipulate, right? Only always act in the interest of the best interest of his students. Are we learning from the life and teachings of Jesus, students? Are we? You know, it's not like we're out here trying to just figure it out on our own and everybody just doing what feels right. Jesus did say some things about how to live and give some examples. It's amazing to me how much People love to quote random passages in the Bible without actually striving to know more about the person of Jesus Christ and how to actually follow trying to imitate Jesus. Read the whole Bible, yes. 
But the whole Bible points to the reality of Jesus Christ, the living word. There's no substitute for saturating ourselves with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, because that shows us who Jesus is. The perfect teacher who's talking is the ultimate caring friend and the wise and loving parent. So our challenge today, 2022, because this is the ultimate caring friend and the perfect, wise, loving parent, here's our challenge. To trust completely. I know that life has burned us before, me too, but we can trust. We can trust the ultimate caring friend. Because if, if I can trust you as a friend, right? You have friends that you can trust. If I can trust a good friend, how much more can I trust Jesus? Who is a friend who laid down his life for me? How much more? If we could trust our parents, and none of us are perfect parents. We're all imperfect parents trying to do our best. But if we can trust imperfect parents, how much more can we trust the perfect, wise, loving, heavenly Father who only loves and only seeks the best for his children? So will we trust? Will you trust? Will you, will you trust enough to welcome what God wants to give, even if it turns out to be discipline? Will you trust enough to release what God wants to take, even if it means painful change for you? Will you trust? Will you trust even when you don't understand what's going on? You don't understand what's going on. But trust knowing that God is great and God is good and God is love. So even if I don't understand, I'm still going to trust. Fellow students, fellow children of the Heavenly Father, may it be so for us today. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us. Thank you for continuing through your Holy Spirit to remind us of the things that you've said to us. And Lord, no matter how many times we, we read about your life and your teaching, no matter how much we pray, we, we need to do more of that because there's always something for us to learn. Help us to stay curious, Lord, and to be willing to learn. To, to keep a mind that's open, knowing that there is the possibility that we could be wrong and, and that we could change. And Lord, help us to accept um, your correction when we get off track. And, and to accept it knowing how much you love us. We trust you, Lord, and we ask you to help us with that part of our heart that is still holding back, not willing to trust. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, now we are going to try to stand and sing one more song. Uh, we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> But as we stand and sing this last uh, worship song, I want to uh, remind you that if you want to come 
to the altar and pray, you are always welcome to do that. And I also want to uh, let you know that the doors of the church are open. If you wish to come and become a part of this church family by your profession of faith or by transferring your membership from another church or another denomination, we'll welcome you, okay? So let's stand together and, and sing, hopefully, Come to the Altar. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling Today we welcome Michelle Morgan into our church family, and uh, she is moving her membership here from Canterbury United Methodist Church. She's a, a friend that we, you recognize, neighbors to, to some of you. And um, so, Michelle, I ask you, um, will you be loyal to this church and support it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I will. Then we welcome you to, uh, to this um, 
unique family, <laughs> this unique church family. So we are really glad that you're here. Let me give you the benediction, and then I'll let you say hello to Michelle and meet her if you haven't already met her. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.